I had the theater all to myself. Hmm. And you might want to ask yourself, did I take advantage of that by farting loudly throughout the movie? Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't need to ask myself that because I know damn well you did. And I wasn't even there. I did. And the acoustics in those Dolby theaters, <laughs> I mean, they're resonant. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> they are. They are, in fact. And, and yet, all I picture is you sitting in the seat in the middle of this empty theater, ripping farts, giggling to yourself incessantly. <laughs> uh, this is the Gimme 5 Podcast Special Edition. We're going to be talking about the Batman. why we're doing this as a special edition is you know it's one of those spoilery type movies that people might avoid watching or listening to a regular podcast about it but afterwards after they see it they might want to go and revisit it and you know see what they might have missed or talk about it and have opinions and all that stuff uh, also because apparently robert pattinson i don't know if you saw this but he said that he has been going on twitter as an alias and um, arguing with people that are uh, don't like certain aspects of the movie Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Which is funny because I, I know that because um, some of like the the film people that follow our podcast and that we follow on Twitter, uh, at Give Me 5 Pod, mm-hmm. they're all jokingly saying things they don't like about the movie in hopes that it's all like the female ones are like doing so because they are hoping that Robert Pattinson will reach out to them to argue with them. Engage them? Yeah. So that they can get engaged to him? I think so. I thought was kind of a funny little gag. But anyway, uh, The Batman. The uh, Batman. Spoiler warning. We're going to spoil. Yeah. And also, this is not one of our regular episodes, so we're just going a little more freeform. So, uh, The Batman came out March 4th. Going commando, uh, one might say. 2022 in theaters only, which is a weird thing to have to say, but we do. But there it is. Uh, Rob got a chance to see it this weekend, mm-hmm. and oh, wait, I was I, not the only one in the theater, and I got the chance to see it this afternoon. And um, oh, speaking of, in case you don't know who we are, uh, my name is Matches Malone, and I'm here with Joe Chill. Everybody freeze! <laughs> uh, this movie, as we said, it it did come out this past weekend. It uh was directed by Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, who was the mastermind behind the uh, three Planet of the Apes most recent movies, War of the Planet of the Apes, all those ones. I like that uh, which, trilogy. Yeah, as did I. It was it was very good. So when they announced that he was taking over Batman, I had no problems whatsoever because he as a and he also did uh, Cloverfield as well, which I also didn't mind. But he was able to make a very big story also seem. I don't want to say small, but, like, seem personal in those Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, Planet of the Apes, okay. So, yeah, I Matt Reeves, good stuff. Uh, the synopsis of this movie, uh, when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's uh, 
hidden corruption and questions his family's involvement. Oh, there's a spoiler right there in the synopsis. That's true, yeah. The I was very, very happy that we didn't have to recap all of the, like... The uh, origin story? Yeah, like... Every, I know every director wants to do the origin story and show the pearls breaking and falling, you know, rolling around in the sewer and, you know, mm-hmm. the blood splashing. We didn't splashing. do the cast yet, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. Um, but I'm happy that that wasn't a thing, and I'm sure, I'm guessing you were too. Like, we've had how many origins now of Batman? Like, um, Two, I think. Did they do the origin story for each for each uh, iteration? Almost every one of them has at least shown it in flashback, I think. Well, I mean, um, this one did too. It just didn't show the, the pearls. I mean, yeah. you still saw the night that his parents were murdered. It was just the aftermath. You saw him as a child in, like, flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, or am we... I just remembering because of Batman? They they do show a, they do show a kid, but it's I think a little bit different. I don't know. Anyway, the uh, the cast of this didn't you mention? Robert Pattinson is of course Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright is Lieutenant James Gordon, not Commissioner Gordon, by the way, Lieutenant James Gordon. Colin Colin Farrell is the Penguin. He is. I and did not recognize him at all. So what did you think of him as we kind of go through this? What did you think of him as the Penguin? Oh, I thought he was great. As um, like I said, I didn't recognize him at all, but he, he carried off the the underling mobster role well with the budding aspirations. It, it By the end of the movie, you knew that he was going to take over. Mm-hmm. I always liked that version of the Penguin because... The, the underling the, penguin, the mob boss penguin that is just far far enough away from the crime that the police can't pin anything down on him, mm-hmm. but is really in control of everything. Because the other versions where he was like, you know, like in some of the early Batman, the sixty nine TV show and all that stuff, or the Danny DeVito, yeah, like where he's fighting people, it's like he's round and like misshapen, and yeah, he has the parasol thing, which is weird, but. Like, he can't be the, the the villain that's getting right in there and fighting because he right. doesn't have that. So, but having him behind the scenes where where he is instilling fear other ways is good. Uh, who else? Let's see. Uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Uh, mostly, you don't see his face throughout the movie. But yeah, and and also not named Ed Nigma, which I thought the Riddler's name was. That was a much later thing. I think I did look that up. It was uh, that name that they used, Edward what, Nash or something. Nash, yeah, something like that. Field or Nash Hill. I don't know, whatever. The name they used was actually one of the names from the comics. Oh, okay. The Enigma thing kind of was a separate thing that he made up. Okay. Uh, John Turturro is Carmine Falcone. If you guys are aware of Batman, you will know that there's always like in Batman, there's kind of two different versions of it. Technically three, but we'll get to that, I guess. But there's the Batman versus the super crazy villains like the Joker and the Killer Croc and Poison Ivy and all those people. And then there's also the Batman versus the mob type people where they just have, you know, stereotypical Italian names. <laughs> and Carmine Falcone is uh, one of those characters, as is uh, Marone, 
as well, who is mentioned but not seen. Is it Marone or Maroney? Maroney, Maroney. Okay. Yeah. And Alfred, another Alfred, Andy Circus. I loved Andy Circus. You know what's crazy? Like I've seen Alfred done a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and I've every liked them one all. of them is good. Yeah. Like the original one, the one that had like the little round glasses. Michael from... Caine. No, no, no. The one from like Batman eighty nine. The one he had like he was like much older and he had the little teeny tiny round like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Glasses. It was him. There's Michael Caine was was awesome. The one on the Gotham TV show was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of went the younger route. Uh, you, what people probably don't know is that the the character of Alfred was actually supposed to be like a British Special Forces guy. Yeah. So he's no dummy in his in his own right, and you know they kind of hint at that where he's trying to solve some of these crimes on his own in his free time while making whilst making tea. I bet that Alfred makes a phenomenal glass of tea. Damn good cup of tea. Yeah, like there's no like if I could have one person make me tea, it would be totally be Alfred. That's our top five this week. Top five people we would like to have make us tea. Mm. The queen. <laughs> All, all of yours will be redheads. Probably. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's let's and just also get... Jamie Lawson as the uh, new mayor. Oh yeah, and I didn't. She looked familiar, but I did when I looked her up. I didn't know anything else she was in. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. Like when I first saw her, I'm like she looks like someone I've seen in something, but it's all been minor roles. So mm-hmm. and interesting. Um. So, your thoughts? Just what were you excited about this movie going in? Was it? Um, did I you know was. Any, did you know anything about it? I didn't. I I didn't know anything about it other than the Riddler was in it and Robert Pattinson was the Batman. Um. I didn't know it was three hours long. <laughs> we'll say that. And yeah, I uh, don't take a, a diuretic before going to see this movie. Yeah, because there is there's a few parts I am a little fuzzy on now. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I don't know that it needed to be three hours. I, I think the movie was victim to a little bloat. I, I think there were definitely parts that could have been trimmed to get it to maybe two and a half hours. Um, It didn't need to be three hours. That's actually an interesting thought, because I, I knew it was three hours going in. Cause okay. I, that's one of the few things I didn't know. I knew that. I knew what the Batmobile looked like because of Lego Store. Mm-hmm. But... I as I was watching it, I was like, "So, what do you think could have been taken out?" Because I I couldn't figure stuff out. There's a few like slow motion shots, maybe, but that's not gonna take out half an hour or anything. Um, I mean, I realize it was the introduction of the Batman, but the really long scene with the gang on the subway catching the guy, um, or marking the guy. Actually, it started off with them just joking around on the train, showing a video, and we got to watch the video, um, and then noticing the guy on the train who looked nervous, and then the guy on the train got up, and then they decided they wanted to follow him, and then we watched the train travel for another couple of seconds, and then the train stopped, and the guy got off, and then we watched the guys get off the train behind him. And then, I mean, granted, all in all, this scene, the entire scene was probably eight minutes. Um, and it was mixed, well, it was mixed in with two other scenes, too. It was mixed in with people spray painting and someone robbing a bank. 
right? Or robbing a, a sorry, a store. A, uh... Yeah. But this this was by far the longest of the three of the montage. Yeah. And that that scene definitely could have been reduced. I mean, it, it could have been reduced to them just tracking the guy. I mean, we didn't need to see the whole the whole setup with the, you know, the video of their previous assault, the just everything. It, it definitely could have been shortened. Yeah. Um and the the graffiti scene wasn't I mean, do they really chase graffiti artists with helicopters? Well, no. I think one of one of the things they were trying to do is I think the if I remember correctly, the other two weren't stopped by Batman, right? Correct. So what they were trying to do is show that Batman is starting to instill fear in criminals by having mm-hmm. like this the you know, the guy yeah, right you're right. I mean it's just graffiti. But having the guy like drop the can, it rolls towards the dark room and then he just runs off. Right. It's like, well what if Batman's in there? Right. And um, I, and I get what they were doing. I just think that it could have been done more succinct. There was Yeah, there was, and I think as a as a result of that it does get lost because like it isn't for another forty five minutes to an hour where there's any discussion of fear, of instilling fear right. of and I'm not even sure when that happens, but there's different, you know, there's little different elements they put in there with fear, like even the sound that the Batmobile makes. I'm not sure that they even did reestablish it after that portion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the Riddler certainly wasn't afraid of him. That's true. And the Riddler was the main villain. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that definitely could have been shortened up. There were other scenes that probably could have been shortened up. Um, and going back, if I were to go back and watch the movie, I could probably point them out to you. But you know, in retrospect, I don't, I don't, rem- I don't remember all of them right now. But it, I, I feel that it probably could have been shortened up to about two and a half hours because it didn't really need to be three hours. And I did feel that there were parts that drug a little bit. Um, but that being said, I very much enjoyed the movie. I, I did like it. I was initially worried going into it about Robert Pattinson as Batman or the Battinson, if you will. Um, and my concerns were actually reversed. Uh, or I was concerned the opposite of what ended up being fact for me because I thought that maybe Pattinson could pull off Bruce Wayne, but I didn't think he could pull off Batman. And after watching the movie, I kind of feel like it was the other way around. I feel like he nailed Batman and didn't really pull off Bruce Wayne. You had said that before, so I did. I went in before I saw it. Mm-hmm. So I went into it thinking about that. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the next movie. I'm assuming there's going to be one. I thought but... they said this was just a one-off. And now it's it's possible that with how much money this is going to make that it's not going to be a one-off. But yeah, and you know, there's other little kind of hints, and I don't know if they've announced anything yet or anything like that at this point. Mm-hmm. One of the things I actually always did like about Batman lore is the idea that you know Bruce Wayne had to hide the fact that he was Batman, so he had to make himself as look the most uncaring, uh, playboy mm-hmm. a hole on the planet. So you know, oh, while his company was in trouble, Bruce Wayne was skiing in. Uh, Colorado, and that's how he hurt his shoulder when he was really out being Batman and getting his ass kicked. Right. Um, so I really kind of would like to see because as you know, as Bruce Wayne in this, he's not Playboy Bruce Wayne. He's he's broody uh, Bruce Wayne who is also broody, Batman. His, 
his hair is always like wet and down. Of course, this movie was like had more rain in it than even Waterworld. Right. Um, and the, the movie, wettest. the movie itself, to be fair, was rather dark. But still, I mean, I I just don't feel that he pulled off Bruce Wayne. At least not believably enough for me. Yeah, I would like to see, because there are a few epiphanies that he has later in the movie. I would like to see what the Bruce Wayne would look like after that. Mm -hmm. Where he realizes he needs to do more to help the city other than beat up people and break their arms in horrible ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you can still do that. I mean, that's fun. Oh, absolutely. But also maybe donate money to a few orphanages here and there. Or galas. There's always galas in these movies. I don't think this one actually had a gala. No, it had yeah, a bunch of, of funerals. Yeah, there's some funerals. It had a, a an election night thing, which wasn't really a gala. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I there was something that came out, and I'm really trying to remember what it was. There's something that came out like a year or two ago with Robert Pattinson that I was like, okay, okay he can pull off an action hero. Um, like I never hated him for being in Twilight. I didn't like Twilight, but I did like him in the Harry Potter movies. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I, at, I I'm did looking. it. I did as well. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I I don't I don't hate Pattinson. I just I I just didn't didn't buy him as uh, Bruce Wayne. I, and like I said, initially my concern was not for Bruce Wayne. My concern was that he wouldn't be able to pull off Batman. But he did that just fine. Yeah, it was the lighthouse, by the way. Duh. Oh, was it the lighthouse? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as an action hero, I guess, but as dark and brooding and mm -hmm. you know, farty. Very, very farty. <laughs> because it was totally Pattinson that was farting in that theater and not you. Yes, yes. The fat, the fucking fat, as as they say in the, the lighthouse. The um, farting Pattinson. Actually, it was not even the Pat Pattinson that was farting in that in the lighthouse. It was the Green Goblin himself. It was. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the Batman look. I think the overall aesthetic of Batman was pretty cool, too. You know, like it being his second year doing this and the costume looking like it was sewed together with leather and that like some of the armor pieces visible mm -hmm. uh, really like all of that stuff. And there were gadgets, but not over the top gadgets. The knife that he kept in his chest plate. Was, that was cool. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is I was noticing the bat symbol in his chest plate and I'm like, man, that looks like it's got an edge on it. <laughs> and it was interesting because they show him do something with it. And then it becomes a, a much, I don't know if it's a major plot point, but a, a big thing later on. And I kind of thought that they were going to use, I actually kind of thought that he was going to use it to like stab someone, if, like pins him down. Mm -hmm. There's that, there's one point where he's fighting people up on a catwalk and they drag him away like with both of his arms. And I thought he was going to try to grab it and do it then, but he uses it for other reasons. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought the aesthetic of the whole bat, I thought the aesthetic of the whole movie was really good. It. It was I. I liked the the gothic, Gotham, if you will, mm -hmm. and and that was definitely the feel I got from like the architecture and the inside of the buildings, especially his especially his mansion. Yes, his mansion definitely had a a gothic feel to it. Yeah, with those arches and things like that. But the one I I will admit the one aesthetic that I didn't really like was the Batmobile. Really. Yeah. To me it seemed like it was just like a uh, a challenger or something with a jet engine on the back. Like a yeah, like a muscle car it had the yeah. roll bars, stuff like that. It didn't even have roll bars. Oh sorry, well around the the you could kind of see them around the uh the front windshield. 
It had like a thicker metal piece. It, it took a while for me to the the Batmobile grew on me. Um, it took a little while. The sound of it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll it, give you that. I'll give you that. I just didn't like the look of it. Like when it first kicks on down that alleyway, it's like whoa. Um, there wasn't really for me anything that identified it as a Batmobile. Other than just it was a black muscle car with a jet engine on the back. Yeah, I think they were definitely going for the not quite there yet. Because mm-hmm. if, in fact, when you see it, most of the time it's 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 interesting because one, you don't the Batmobile doesn't it has a what maybe ten minute chase scene, and that's kind which, of which which actually it. was really good. Yeah, but most of the time it's in like repair or like being built mm-hmm. kind of mode. But yeah, the chase scene was very very good, and it's. About I don't know hour and a half into the movie, I think. But um, it was a, it was a tight chase scene. You know, a lot of driving into the flow of traffic. A lot of they're trying. He's trying to catch the penguin, and uh, there was a weird decision there. And it was they started playing with time around this part of the movie. I don't know if you've noticed it. Like there's the big explosion, and Batman jumps through the explosion as it's happening, and the and the penguin, while the Batmobile is on the other side of a big fireball, the penguin is like, I got you, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you, and, like, talks for far longer than it would take that Batmobile to get through the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, like, another little thing that could have been tightened up. But then they do another thing, like, almost immediately afterwards, where they play with time, too, in the, the phone call. I thought that was kind of interesting. Where he's like trying to call um, Alfred. Oh yeah, that, before the yeah. Before they tell him that there's bad things are about to happen, he's mm-hmm. trying to call him, and then he finally gets through and be like, "Oh, it already happened." But like they make it seem like Alfred's just ignoring a phone call, right? So I thought that was uh, he's like, "Oh, it happened an hour ago." It's like, "Oh sh- shit!" So I thought that was kind of an interesting little mini twist in the middle of the movie. Um, should we go to Catwoman? Sure. What'd you think? I liked her. I did too. I I liked Zoe Kravitz. Um, she, she had that independent, um, feel to her. The, the, um, the not quite villain villain, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That. You know, yes, she breaks the law, but she does it for, you know, reasons other than villainy. Mm-hmm. Like, so so many villains do things just to be evil. Especially Batman villains. Um, yeah, because they're, like, insane. Or... Yeah, they, they don't have a lot of, like, deep motives. Uh, Catwoman's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I liked the idea of her just up and leaving. But, At the end? Yeah. Of everything? Yeah, well, she said she's going to Bloodhaven, which is where uh, Nightwing hangs out. But technically, I don't think Nightwing would exist at this point. But um, Bloodhaven nope. is uh, apparently it's a smaller city, but an even darker, more messed up city. Um, I could see her leading a movie. Now that they actually kind of know what to do with mm-hmm. superhero movies and not make them cheesy and full of puns and stuff like that, like they did with the previous cat movie. Catwoman movie, which was best not discussed ever. <laughs> the Halle Berry one? Yeah. God, it was awful. Um, 
you know, I think that they could actually you know, keep these as crime movies. That's I, I like my Batman as a detective. Yeah. And there was a lot of that in this. So Catwoman, yeah, I thought she was really good. I thought the interaction between the them were was really good. The love hate thing mm-hmm. and him kind of pleading with her not to become a, the line. a killer so that he would have to hunt her down. Um, and just the, the overall story was kind of interesting why she was in there. Cause like, even when we were talking about like shortening the movie, I'm like, well, yeah, she actually had a point in there and she, she did push the story forward in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Riddler, let's go with him. I love serial killer Riddler. I do too. I don't know that I liked the look. The weird uh, mask thing that he had. That almost like a gimp mask. Yeah, that was interesting. It was an interesting choice. And then the glasses on the outside. Mm-hmm. Which made all of his eventual like minions do the same thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that I liked the, the aesthetic. But, I mean, the character I liked a lot. And they... I never really gave too much thought to the Riddler doing his own dirty work. But I guess at some point he's got to get in there and get his hands dirty to get his plans, you know, where he wants them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I liked the portrayal, honestly. Yeah. I don't remember exactly the first time that they did the Riddler as a serial killer. Uh, but it was, I think after the movie seven came out where people started, exp- you know, like going from the goofy, neon green version of the Riddler to a an actual like put people in saw style death traps mm-hmm. which I think makes it modernizes the character and it makes him way more scary than Frank Gorshin saying riddle me this and all that kind of stuff or Jim Carrey yeah Jim Carrey with his like little you know Riddler shaped staff like just because it's you know it's the Batman is supposed to be the detective and the fact that there's someone out there like leaving clues for him to follow, it fits. And mm-hmm. I, I like that portrayal quite a bit. I, I don't remember if it was the Long Halloween, maybe, story. or There's a couple. I know that I, – I tried to look it up before we did this, but I know there's a Batman story called Ego where they kind of hint at that. And they, it's weird because I think they went from like the Riddler as a serial killer to the Riddler as like someone helping the cops solve crimes in the comics very abruptly. So it was like, uh, hmm. just last month he was murdering people and you know, decorating houses with the guy, people's uh, thing. With entrails. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't, I did, Paul Dano, like, I don't know. I didn't recognize him from anything else either. And when they had him like unmasked from the Riddler, it was like, it was very, you could kind of see why he would mask up. Cause it was just like he was, every day. Yeah. He was very plain. Um, which I, which I did appreciate. I did, I did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought the, the costume was a weird choice. He looked then, more uh, like a doomsday prepper. Yeah. Actually, it, it does, it did remind me a little bit of someone that would like, like somebody who's like kid didn't have a Halloween costume and they just like tape garbage bags to him or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the actual like riddles and the this the the detective work that went into it? I kind of wanted well, a little more. Yeah, I did. Well, I mean, I actually knew the riddles as he was asking them. I, I yeah, I same. I don't remember what they were, but I'm like, oh, well, that's 
you know, that's this or oh, justice like one was justice, yeah, stuff like that. Like I, the riddles were were simple, and like the only real detective work was like kind of glossed over. Where like Bat, it, the first crime scene where Batman walks over and finds where the the carpet tool landed, mm-hmm. and then recognizes it later. But like there was not a lot of like scanning this for for blood or scanning this for right. Fiber. Uh, in fact, yeah. I think the most detective work he did was when he was researching his own family. Yeah. So while they do show him as a detective, they do show him doing some of the, like, sending in uh, Catwoman as a spy kind of detective work and that kind of stuff. Right, but even so. then he wasn't. Uh, well, no, I guess he was more focused on the mission than than her revenge. But yeah. So. Well, I do like that they finally touched on the world's greatest detective stuff. I would love them to do that again. And it also, he was wrong, and that. he was also wrong a lot of the time too. <laughs> like trying to figure out what the flying rat was and those kind of things. Like there was yeah, a well, of <laughs> and when when I heard the clue, I'm like, no, that's a bat. A bat is a flying rat. What are you talking about? What? And and went on this on this really long tangent about uh, and uh, got to someone else, and I'm like. About stool pigeons and yeah. pigeons and I'm like, no, a bat is a flying rat. And then it ended up being that the bat was in fact a flying rat. Yeah. And like, well, maybe it's a falcon for Falcon. No. No. That that doesn't even fit, you dumbass. <laughs> Some detective you are. Yeah. So that, but that that was one just one of those things I thought was was kind of uh I, I would have liked it to be much heavier on the detective stuff. Um and just yeah, stuff that enough. only a only the world's greatest detective could figure out. Not, you know, me sitting in an empty theater being like, oh, that's this. Um, let's see what else we got here. We talked about the aesthetic of Gotham. We talked about the uh, car. Talked about the car. I guess since we're talking about the Riddler, this movie is rated PG thirteen. There's some genuinely Was it really Yes, there were some genuinely scary spots in this movie, I thought. Particularly the first appearance of the Riddler. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's... The, I, I don't know that the rating is inappropriate, though, because the, the, scary, the scary introduction of the Riddler I don't think was anything that a 13-year-old couldn't handle. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of pushing the other direction. Oh, oh, gotcha. Like, I think I would have liked them to go full R on this because... Oh, you wanted more. Yeah, Not... because I think – because they got close. I'm sure they argued with some some censors ratings board over certain things. But like there's just certain aspects of this. Like I don't think my kid would like this movie. Not because it's scary or anything like that because I think he's going to get bored of trying to understand these inner workings of the I, mafia. I think he would be bored, yes. Yeah, like inner workings of the mafia and stuff like that. So this movie is not made for people under the age of 13. No. Um. And there's, possibly there's too up much, to and including thinking to for it to be under thirteen. Yeah, and it's like it's and uh, not as much superhero stuff. So that pretty much like those ratings. Usually, there's a little bit of it. We're like, okay, the parents can bring the kid to the movie if it's you know uh, rated R kind of thing. And like, I think if they went rated R, because there's just like little things that I missed. Like, I'll, I'll give one example. Um, uh, I forget who it was that. Was it the one dirty cop that was trying to strangle? It was someone that was trying to strangle Catwoman, and she yeah, scratched. Yeah, wasn't that and, the guy that he broke the nose on? 
I think so. And then he reaches up and scr- she reaches up and scratches the face. And they show the side of the face and like he screamed like there were slices taken out of the face and they couldn't show anything. But they showed the side of his face and there's not even a red line. Like there's nothing. And she's supposed to have these giant claws. Yeah, claws. And there's like other like there's another sequence where they did all the violence in blurred out format um, through a window. Okay. You know, to like hide any sort of violence and stuff like that. And I think it, and like even the part where, where Batman goes apeshit, which we'll probably talk about later too, though, where he injects himself mm-hmm. and then beats up the one dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they show the reaction that Gordon has, like, oh, and his face doesn't look messed up at all. At all. Like his teeth are still perfect. Like, yeah. even like, I think the, the glasses he was wearing are just like laying next to his head. And it's like, that's the type of stuff that a rated R movie would actually, you got to show the results. Yeah. And the rating hurts that. It, so that it, that it actually took away from it. Him. But that being said, I mean, don't you don't you think that in an R rating with a product like Batman would significant would would hinder their ticket sales? Uh, to some extent, yes, but it didn't hurt Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool's supposed to be an adult type character. Fair um, enough. You know, I think. It it probably would hinder toy sales more than tickets, but as we said, like I don't know of any kid that's going to super enjoy this other than watching just the bits with car chases or fighting and then ignoring the 45 minutes in between those things. Yeah. Because like, the stuff that I was interested in – I mean obviously the action sequences were great. The stuff that I was mostly interested in was the detective work, was the – the family kind of connections because mm-hmm. that's the stuff I've always liked. I liked, I like the idea of Gotham city and like yeah. all of the crime families and how it got as bad as it did. And all of the, you know, the, the little things like that, you know, the, there's like a whole thing in the comics with like the, the different families, like the Wayne family, the Cobblepot family and, mm-hmm. and, the, and, and you're absolutely right. I would have liked to have seen more, more detective because I mean, with what we got, it was kind of it was kind of half one and half the other, not really a full dose of either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got some action, you got some detective work, you got some romance, you got there wasn't really much comedy in this movie to speak of. But and then all of a sudden, a really big story that was hidden in there too, like these this massive like actual plot with the bombs and the mm-hmm. flooding mm-hmm. and getting everyone all into the same place. And it's like, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Did you notice? Cause I leaned over to Jen and said something when we were watching the movie in, in the scene where, you know, after the bombs went off and they're in Madison square garden and it gets flooded and Batman goes to help the mayor. He offers his hand. You know, there, there's like, there's like, I don't know, 50 people buried under this scaffolding and mm-hmm. they're all having trouble getting out. And he goes and offers his hand to the mayor and, you know, helps the mayor out and then turns around and walks away while holding the only light in the fucking room. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I was like, where the hell is he going? <laughs> Nobody can see shit. <laughs> Get your ass back there. I was like, oh my God. 
and the mayor who's in like fetid water after being shot in the side. Yeah. Pull yourself up. Ow. Yeah. And then just kind of walks away, leading the mayor away. You know what? Screw everybody else who's trapped under that thing. F them. They can get themselves out. <laughs> like, what the shit? Yeah. What's funny is that that type of scaffolding, like the it's the concert stage stuff, is actually not very heavy. Mm-hmm. Like the the silver stuff, it's basically. I mean, it's I don't think it's aluminum. It might be aluminum, but like when you carry that stuff, you, it's basically one person carries each one. But of course, there were speakers and other crap attached to right. it, and it was crisscrossed. But either way, um, yeah. So yeah, it turns into this giant like other plot, which is kind of kind of interesting. Um. Slight, and I don't know, like, sea levels of major cities, but it seems like a really bad idea to have any major city be below sea, sea level. Like, I know New, New Orleans. Orleans is. Yeah, New Orleans is. Um, With, like, but I, it's just an interesting thought that something is big. And, like, they made Gotham huge in this. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting seeing some of the other ones because, like, the previous Gotham was Pittsburgh, Vancouver, or Chicago, kind of mixed together mm-hmm. in the previous movies. And the one before that was super gothic, and I don't know. I mean, that was mostly shot on set, I think. So I'm not entirely sure where the Batman 89 movies were. But the problem with the you know the previous ones was, like, I recognized buildings, so it was, like, Gotham. But, like, oh, my dad's office was right down the street from there mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Or that's very clearly where the Steelers play. Uh, this one was ba- was New York ish, but they made it huge. Yeah, and it was I, based on New York. Yeah, and I did like the idea of like it being really big because that's how crime can hide from something right. like Batman, where he has right. all the gadgets, all the eventually satellites, all that kind of stuff, and like how can crime hide? Well, if the city is that big, okay, you can have different areas and stuff like that. Um, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to hide in a one stoplight town. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you say everything you wanted to say about the penguin? I, don't, I think you kind of we kind of did, right? I I think so. Yeah. I I mean, Colin Farrell was excellent. Um, and the the makeup job was amazing. Yeah, I actually like John Turturro in this. Sometimes he goes over the top. Um, and I mm-hmm. thought that he he did a really good job as Falcone. Uh. You know, I thought that there was something even, like, even though you knew he was a villain and terrible, there was something endearing. Like, the part where Catwoman goes to kill him, and then he gets interrupted, and he's like, oh, hold on, sweetie, I'll be right back. Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, an endearing, like, at the moment, I'm like, oh, wait, does he know that, this is a spoiler, but you guys are this far, so whatever. Does he know that he's her father? But, like, it, he didn't, but there was, like, an endearing quality about him where you're like, right. oh. And... But he also he also still portrayed that air of danger, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like like the uh, I don't know, you know, someone who could flip on you on a dime and not have a problem, you know, bashing your brains in with a uh, with a pencil sharpener that he just snatched off the desk. Yeah. The I actually liked his office too. Speaking of design. Um, the one like with the circular window that kind of looked out over the city mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. it was I guess I don't at know the if it was club. a bridge or whatever the one yeah. at the club yeah yeah and like you could kind of see cars driving by like underneath it mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting 
I thought that was a cool office view. Yeah. Like, just kind of hanging over the street like that. What was weird is that for some reason, I don't know why, but as soon as I saw it, it I thought, like, this is what it probably looks like inside of that lamp store in the Harry Potter area, where you can, like, do the wand thing and turn on all the lights. It's, like, up above the walkway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, it, I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of that, even though it was a little different, but I, the the amount of work and detail that went into that, because there was pipes all along the walls and rivets, and it was it was very cool. And and it almost made it look kind of like industrial gothic. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. it still had that gothic base to it, but then they then they punked it up a little bit with some industrial look. Yeah, there's a in one of the Batman Arkham games, the uh oh shoot, what's her name? Barbara Gordon, but after uh, Oracle mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. has her base is in a place like that. Where she like does all her like computer stuff for Batman. Mm-hmm. And it's the same general idea. And they did, of course, they pulled from those games very well, very highly, especially the the current costume with the visible rivets and metal things. I'm like touching right. myself. I'm touching my chest as I say this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What what Easter eggs are you talking about? Uh, there, I didn't really write many of them down, but there are definitely a few Easter eggs that I've kind of mentioned throughout, like Bloodhaven, of course, the Easter eggs um, there. Uh, there is an appearance by someone that may or may not be the Joker in Arkham Asylum. I did not like them, by the way. The the Joker? Yeah. It was, yeah, I, I, you saw just enough of the face to where it looked bulbous and like. It looked weird, but, and I'm probably super biased because the, the voice, he, he did not have a Joker type laugh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's been talk that he's not the Joker yet. Uh, there. I hope not. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It seemed very TV quality. Like I don't even know that it. I don't even think it was that quality. Yeah, I don't know. I'm weird. It's it's weird because that dude. Like, I, I'm trying not to be a, a weirdo about it, but like every time that guy is in stuff, I kind of start off not liking him. I really liked his character in the Eternals eventually, mm-hmm. but through most of it, I was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Um, I feel bad. I don't know. Cause I, he's clearly a good actor and it's just like, there's something about him that drives me crazy. Um, yeah. So the, the hint of the Joker, like, I don't know. Plus it's kind of been done. There's so much other craziness. That the, well, and, and Batman. I, I've actually heard that talking with a couple of people about the movie. They're like, why, why the Joker? We've done the Joker. We've done the Joker so many times and we've done it better. Why? Yeah, and I'm like, and that's 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 a fair point. And like, they've done the Two Face very campy, and they've done Two Face well. They're going for this like realistic thing. So uh, there's definitely other villains that they could do. You know, there's certain ones if they go this realistic route where they they can't do like Killer Croc easily, right? That type of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, my guess, honestly, my guess is that if they were going to do something else, it'd be Hush, because they hinted it, hinted at it. Oh, did they? Yeah, so that's that is an Easter egg. There was um, on one of the the walls with all the like strings attached to it and newspaper clippings and stuff. It says it's the word Hush is written across mm. Bruce, uh, not Bruce Wayne, but uh, Daddy Wayne. Why am I forgetting Thomas his name? Wayne? Thomas Wayne, thank you. Wayne's face, and then the 
the little backstory here is that there was a reporter that found out that when Thomas Wayne was running for something, that there was some craziness going on in the family, and Thomas Wayne, uh, I guess, the mob boss owed him a favor because he saved. Because he saved his life, and he went to saved his life. So he's like, "Hey, can you scare this guy?" But they end up killing this this guy. And the the reporter's name's last name is Elliot, and the character of Hush is named uh, Tommy Elliot. Oh, okay. So now in this one, Tommy Elliot was actually a friend of Bruce Wayne. In the comics, Tommy Elliot was a friend of Bruce Wayne who was always like, parents were always like, "Why can't you be as cool as as Bruce?" And Bruce Wayne thought like, "Oh, I'm having this." my friend over and he gets to see what it's like to be rich and I'm going to do as much stuff for him as possible. But the kid was really jealous of him. Mm-hmm. So eventually he kind of becomes a plastic surgeon and turns himself into Bruce Wayne and does a bunch of crazy shit. Um, so my, they changed it obviously, but that's kind of my thought of where they should go with like this other person as a vendetta. Cause the fact that they've already kind of explained it in this movie means that they can do a much tighter movie next time. Cause they can, like they don't have to spend a bunch of time. They don't have to have three hours of bloat. Yes, exactly. My thought. Uh, so that was one in Easter. There was. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I didn't. Um, like I said, I didn't really want to just list them all off. But the the Tommy Elliot one I thought was kind of the big one. Mm-hmm. Parents of you know, Arco and the parents of some. A lot of the the crime bosses and stuff like that are straight out of the comics. They didn't really make up any characters for the most part. So I thought that was kind of. Interesting. The, I gotta say, the song, man, the opening song. Did you recognize that song at all? Mm-mm. So that is uh, the final song on the Nirvana Nevermind album. So it's you know right out of 1991, and it's got that really kind of slow drone. But what's interesting is they kind of carry that drone throughout the whole movie. Like whenever something is is someone is hunting something or walking towards something, they kind of had that doom. Like that kind of tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song's called "Something in the Way," and it's it's haunting as hell. And the mix of the song in the thing was great because I try, I listened to the original one on the way home. I was like, oh wow, his voice is so much more pushed forward in the in the movie. And now the song will be in my head for the rest of my life. You're welcome. Yeah, I've always liked that song. Actually, it's a really great great way to close out an album with like "Come as You Are" and "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on it. Um, so I thought that was really good. Uh, oh, another uh, Easter egg that I wrote down. The Venom, possible Venom, not the character, but the green glowing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the stuff that fueled Bane and made him super strong and crazy. Right. And there's a certain point that Batman takes a uh, point blank shot of a shotgun right to the chest. And it wins him. <laughs> yeah, that's some good armor. I was there was a lot of that some good armor because he took a couple point blank shots from a sniper rifle too mm-hmm. um, in the back so it wasn't even where the armor was concentrated um, and kind of shrugged him off and it's a little weird yeah it's a little weird these days when you <laughs> you kind of know yeah what, exactly what a bullet can do to metal and walls and stuff like. Like, and uh, then to even just absorb the impact in your chest, even if the bullet doesn't enter your skin, it's still a hell of a shot to the chest. Yeah. Like, 
in, like in my neighborhood when someone was accidentally cl- cleaning their gun and accidentally shot through three townhouses before the bullet pi- finally came to a stop. Wow. Like, yeah. No one was hurt, obviously. Thank God. But it was like, really? Like, what, three bedrooms over. <laughs> great. Or three, actually more than that probably, but still. It was the great mystery of our neighborhood for in the middle of the pandemic. Hmm. Like they had to like follow the holes. But and everybody's anyway. like, where does it leave? Yeah, right. But you, to, you could see that actually you could see that in the movie where you see like the person's eye peeking through the hole. Yeah, nice. <laughs> to to answer uh the earlier question, th- there are villains that they could do that A we haven't seen or B we've only seen like once. I mean, you've got You've got um, Bane. I think we've only seen Bane once. You've got um... uh, Bane was twice. Oh, Bane was twice. Because there's Bane in the the bad Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Bane or Bane was uh, but okay. Bane was uh, Poison Ivy's like lackey, and it was very poorly done. Mister Freeze. Uh, once. I know we haven't seen the Mad Hatter yet. Yeah, that would be doable. Um, Ra's al Ghul could be more of a villain instead of a uh, trainer. Yeah. Uh, Poison Ivy. I don't think we've seen Clayface yet. It really depends on what what they want to do. Yeah. I know we haven't seen Hugo Strange or Hush, Calendar Man, Man Bat, Victor Zaz. Actually, I think we did see Victor Zaz, but not as Victor Zaz. We saw Calendar Man, too, but not... Calendar Man was in one of the most recent Batman movies, but as a... Prisoner? Walking through Arkham, Mm. room full of calendars kind of thing. Black Mask, Killer Moth, the Ventriloquist, Professor Pig. Professor Pig is fucked up. They, that would be a good one. That's a more recent character, but he's, you know, very Leatherface. Mm-hmm. So, Batman villains are great. I don't know. Probably the best. Batman and, what, Spider-Man have the best uh, rogues gallery? Um. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man's is pretty extensive as well. The Punishers is virtually non-existent because they're all dead. Kills everybody. <laughs> There's like one jigsaw is like the only one that survives. But anyway, uh, so what else you got? Anything else? Um, no. I mean, I would say it's it's definitely worth a watch, even at the three hours. Um, I I do think that there are parts where you can get up and go to the bathroom and not miss anything, though. Um, yeah, I was trying to remember the part where I ran to the bathroom and to see what actually happened in that part, but I don't remember what it was now. It was eh, well, I have to. I'll see it again at some point. Well, a, uh, I, I, I think we're pretty much done discussing it. Correct. Yes, um, I would definitely say see it. Um, oh yeah, see definitely. it in the theater. It, it's oh, worth just it. I want to ask. I do. I actually want to ask you one question. Um, I did. You know, this is the one of the. Not the first movie I've seen back in the theater in a while, but that opening sequence where they were doing like the binocular thing, looking at, through the house, like I was actually getting nauseous from it. Oh, really? Like, big, yeah. And I was like, did my not being in a theater for this kind of movie for this long actually make it so that big screens are going to make me nauseous? And there was that sequence, and there was one other sequence where they were doing like a bat side view or something, hmm. driving around, and I started getting not like not over the top, but just. Noticeable. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I did not have that problem. Okay. So, 
It could also be the fact that my sinuses are horribly screwed up right now from the thunderstorms we've been having. So I, I had my concerns, though. Anyway, sorry, continue. No, I was going to say, so, so being that we have now had probably close to as many Batman as we've had James Bond, um, <laughs> who who were your favorite Batman? So this is a impromptu give me five? It is, it is. And I'll even add one more to it. Um, because I think it could be different for each one, your favorite Batman and your favorite Bruce Wayne. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So let's, let's, first of all, let's do this overall list thing here. Are we, Mm -hmm. are we counting Kevin Conroy? The, uh, the ultimate Batman voice. Um, I, I wasn't going to count any of the animated ones because I wanted to, I wanted to see Batman and see the mannerisms. Okay, so let's, let's grandfather in. Uh, Kevin Conroy as the GOAT, the greatest of all time when it comes to animated Batman voices and video game Batman voices. Okay. Sure. I think. That's that's my feeling on that. Okay. I don't know how many people actually did the voice of Batman. Uh, there's There's been a few. But there's been more than just one. So, What about, what about Will Arnett? Lego Batman? Yeah. <sighs> he's too funny. I mean, I like him, but he's funny. Okay, so let's see. We've got Pattinson. Keaton, mm-hmm. Clooney, uh, who? What'd you say? Kilmer. Uh, Kilmer and uh, Bale. And Bale. That's it, right? Good everyone. Um, no. Um, oh, uh, West. Okay. Oh, and uh, Affleck. And Affleck. Yep. Okay, so, Batman. Um, I know everyone's going to be annoyed at me because people like the Adam West one. I hated that show. I never. I thought I like Adam West. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer Adam West as the mayor of Quahog. Yes. Then as Batman. Um. So I'm going to leave him out of Batman. Um, I liked Pattinson a lot. This is okay. It's coming along. So I'm gonna say, uh, interesting. So far, I think my tentative list. I'm, I'm gonna go with Kilmer first, even though his movie wasn't great. But uh, the mouth in the ca- in the cow actually looked mm-hmm. good. Okay. Like he looked good as a Batman. Is he your number one? No, no, no. He's five. Oh, okay. Uh, Affleck. The movies he was in really weren't great, Not but I always liked the idea of Batman as a tank because of my experience with Dark Knight Returns, like mm-hmm. the the book. So, like, just the giant, the idea of just a giant hulking Batman, and this is really the really the first one where they've kind of started leaning into the violence of these hits. They did it in this in this Batman movie. They did it in those Batman movies, and they they kind of even started doing it in stuff like Halloween, where you actually things are just way over the top violent, you know, like mm-hmm. skull crushing kind of stuff. So I'll go with that. Um, I'm going to put Christian Bale at three. The movies were really good. I didn't. It sounds silly because I didn't like the Batman voice. I hated his Batman voice. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> like, like but. I liked other aspects of him. Like, if he never talked, it would have been better. 
mm-hmm. or did a different voice. Um, Keaton and Pattinson. Yeah. That's where I'm up in the air. I I oh. re- I I did like Pattinson quite a bit. Okay. Keaton. I'm gonna do Keaton's Batman as number two, and Pattinson as number one, and that's m- largely because movies have changed when it comes to fight sequences. And in the Batman world, I think the fight sequences are a big deal. And like the most Keaton did was that thing where he like punched backwards and hit the dude in the face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I still liked him, but the fight sequences were le- were toned down in place of gadgets. So Kilmer, Affleck, Bale, Keaton, Pattinson, which is a shock to me. Okay. What do you got? I... I've got to put Bale at number five because I absolutely hated his voice. Hated his Batman voice. And I mocked his Batman voice for all three movies because I thought it was so effing stupid. Fair. But he's still better than some. George Clooney. Um, so I'm going to put Bale at number five. At number four... Um... At number four, I'm going to put... I'm going to put Affleck. Affleck at number four. At number three, I'm going to put Pattinson. At number two, I'm going to put Kilmer. And at number one, I'm going to put Keaton. Wow. Interesting. we got to do Bruce Wayne's. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I I have number one and two locked down. I'm okay. a little torn on some of the other ones here, partially because I don't remember. Like I don't remember Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I guess Affleck as Bruce Wayne was when he was talking to Wonder Woman. Yeah, at the gala. Yeah, another gala. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Affleck five. No, Pattinson five. Affleck four. Clooney three. Bale. Two, because I can definitely the sequence where he's got like the two women on his arm, Christian Bale, is mm-hmm. like what I was talking about, where like they're right. showing him as the playboy, right? That doesn't care about the city because he's really hiding what he does. Uh, but Keaton is definitely um, my favorite Bruce Wayne. Fair enough. Um, we do have similar lists, but I'm probably I wouldn't even include Pattinson in the top five. Um, I would probably do, I would, I would probably even put Clooney above Pattinson when it comes to Bruce Wayne. So I would do Clooney at five. I would do, um, I would do Kilmer at four. I would do... Bail at three. No. No, I'm going to do Bail at two. And at three, I've got... um... What you guys aren't seeing out there is I can see him on our our webcam here. And he's got his eyes closed as he's searching his brain for ideas. And he's not moving at all. So I keep on thinking that he's camera (laughs) froze. That the camera froze? Yes. (laughs) So so wait, I said uh twice Clooney now at, by the way. Clooney at 5, 
Um, who did I say it for? Uh, Affleck? Did Clooney at five. Affleck at four? I can't rewind to find out. No, oh my God. <laughs> I should have wrote it down. Clooney at five. Affleck at four. Um, Kilmer at three. No, Kilmer at four. Affleck at three. Bale at two. And um, Keaton at one. There we go. I do wonder, like, the Keaton thing, because people in our generation have this love for that. Because, I mean, that was a big deal. We were, I think it was in between seventh and eighth grade middle school for us when that Batman movie came out, 89. Yeah. I think. And it was yeah. like... Nine, 91, 92 was our freshman year in high school. Yeah. So I think that, that was a big deal. And, like, they just did a comic book called Batman 89 where it kind of, like, took that story further with the same aesthetic, same kind of uh-huh. look. And, like, it sold out immediately. With It had, like, that gold, the way they wrote Batman, like, that you, the logo, of course, on the mm-hmm. serial and stuff. Like, and it sold out immediately. Like, I couldn't get a copy of it. And just there's something about the Keaton Batman that I wonder if it's because of when we saw it and how we saw it. And it was, like, the first crazy big superhero movie after, in years. I mean, the previous one was, like, Superman in the 70s. And, like, I wonder what the kids today would think about it. Um, I'll have to find out at some point when I make my child watch it. So, anyway, that was that. We are the Give Me Five podcast. We are. And we just talked about Batman for an hour. Hopefully you enjoyed. And uh, feel free to uh, listen to one of our other episodes, either before or behind this, in the timeline. We do lots of crazy stuff, sometimes with the Romanian. Sometimes. Yes, who has not yet had a chance to see this movie because he's been busy. But check us out at gimme5podcast.com, and uh, that has all of our other information. Thank you for listening. Good night, guys. Mm-hmm.